Hey everybody and welcome back to Back Home with Henry Mansky. This is episode 69 and grow up. Grow up. Immediately just grow up. Just grow up. Episode 69, there's no joke there. One thing I like to do for myself, I like to kind of make jokes that mm, are actually funny. So one thing that I try to be conscious of are um, continuous jokes in which people make that I don't really think are funny uh, at all. Um, One of those things is um, mispronouncing words and then trying to be funny about that. Um, Like when people talk about marijuana, they say marijuana and they think it's funny. It's just it's stupid. And then uh, 69 jokes. when I was younger, <clears throat> when I was younger, we were waiting in line at a gas thing. It was my buddy's birthday, but his mom was driving, and she was like, "You know, I, we gotta get gas before we go." It was either a jump thing or a laser tag thing or a bowling thing. And what my thing was was, why would you not get gas before you drove us, Meg? So, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Uh, it's just a little bit of waste of my time. Anyways. The total of the gas came out to fifty three sixty nine, and there was a kid in the car who just was more um, weathered, I guess, than myself and everybody else in the car. And he goes, ha, 69, and then the mom goes, don't. And, and for years, I was like, hmm, what the heck was that? That was a very odd um, transaction between the two, and I I finally got it about a, about two years ago. I finally figured out what that was. Um, but yeah, so you know, I never really thought those jokes were funny, and um, so I I try not to make them too much or ever. Uh, you know, people were like, "Oh, Henry, it's episode sixty nine. Like, what are you gonna do? It's just gonna be an episode, man." I think honestly, episode seventy-five is going to be more important than sixty-nine, and um, that's what I have to say about that. That's what I have to say about that. And uh, yeah, so I woke up. You know, that's all I have to say about that. I woke up this morning. I had a touch. I had a little kiss. A little kiss on the left side of my throat of a sore throat. A little touch. A little kiss. <sighs> For those of you that don't know me. When sickness or when my body doesn't feel 95 to 100%, I am the biggest pussy ever to roam the earth. Okay, yesterday, shit was going on with the body. I don't know what I, maybe I ate something. I was on this antibiotic last week for my skin, or for a while. I got off it last week for my skin, and it messes up your stomach. But yesterday, ungodly amount of acid reflux um you know in and out of the bathroom i had to run out of basically i had to basically run out of class um my information systems class um basically had to dip out of there pretty quick and definitely turn some heads for that um and then the worst part is like well i'm gone for like 10 15 minutes clearly in the bathroom it's like People notice that shit. People notice that shit. Um, and then, like, my chest and my just stomach was just on fire. And um, 
I was a pussy about it. I'm a pussy about that stuff. And then when I wake up this morning, it's like I'm also a, I'm I'm also an overthinker. I've always been an overthinker. I didn't know I was an overthinker um, when I was younger. So I was just like, oh, this is how people function, or this is how I function at least. And then you know you kind of grow up and you figure it out. But I'm a textbook overthinker. Um, so today when I woke up with this you know little little kiss of pain in the left side. Um, it's like, well, what do I have? You know, monkeypox is going around, COVID, like this and that. And I know a lot of people are getting sick. First couple of weeks of school, people get fucking so sick. Um, and you know, the the brain turns and it churns and it fucking ends up solidifying. So what I come came down to is that I have AIDS, and um, so that's just kind of that. Let me close this window here. Fucking trash day. Um, but yeah, so I, stuff roams in the head and I, and I'm like, uh, should I not go to class? You know, should I not work out? But then, you know, my thing recently, my goal is to not be such a little bitch. So, um, I ignored all those thoughts and, and did, uh, did that. Well, I've just been going through my day. Also, it's not even bad. Like, I'm 100% fine. But, like, in class, you know, I was a little hot and my nose was, like, dripping. I was like, fuck, I'm. This is monkeypox. This is monkeypox. Um, I'm also an, I'm an immediate satisfaction type of guy. Um, something that I'm also working on. But, um. So, I get tonsil stones. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but, like, it's basically just like they're like little little white things on your tonsils um or like kind of in the back of your throat and you can like push with a q-tip and they'll come out it it it, this is fucking the most nasty thing ever but this is what it is it's um pimples they're mouth pimples and i don't get them like like i get on my face i get them like i used to get them a lot like now i get them I can get them out like every, you know, one or two a month, you know? So it's not bad. It's not like a fucking herpes thing. It's just like, like on your face, like build up, whatever. So whatever. I woke up and I was like, oh shit, like maybe I got a tonsil stone. Go check nothing. And, you know, you're pushing on the back of your throat with a Q-tip that, I mean, that definitely doesn't help the pain that's already there. So Sometimes the immediate satisfaction is it's not the best. And, and to that point, you know, um, actually, there's no other point there. That's it. Um, but, yeah, so that's that, that's just kind of about my day. But you know what I do? Um, I still get a podcast out for you guys. And it doesn't hurt to talk. And um, if let me just say this. If what I'm feeling right now if a girl had that, girl's pain tolerance is just way higher because, you know, pregnancy and shit. Um, if a girl had what I had right now, felt how I felt, they wouldn't think um, twice about it. But my thing is like, fuck, I don't want this to get worse. I got a big weekend. Be a couple of days, and I turned 21 this weekend, and that's massive. <laughs> I turned 21. I've never, I've mentioned it. I talked a little bit about it last weekend or last week. 
Uh, I turned 21. I've never drank in my life. Never. I've never had more than, than a sip um, of alcohol, of any alcohol. Um, you know, I, I think the most I ever had was probably probably two sips in a night. But that was separated by probably about four hours. Probably about a four-hour separation there. So I, I don't drink. It's not what I do. Um, I found, and I don't need to explain this to you guys, but people ask often. Um, I'm the youngest of five kids, and um, my older siblings are older. And when you're a little kid and you see somebody that's drunk, it's weird. Um, I think I saw like <laughs> I saw my brother's friend drunk one time. They came home and he like threw up. And it was like a big deal cuz like it just was as a little kid. Now you think about it. Now I think about it in my brain now if Anybody came to my house and was throwing up, not a big deal. You know, they just throw up, you get them some water, you lay them on their side, they go to bed. Um, and that's how fucking baller I am. I know how to deal with this shit, sort of. I've never had to deal with it. But uh, I did see Breaking Bad. I did see an overdose, but that wasn't from drinking. Anyways, um, and I don't like to throw this word around because I don't think that's really what it is, but like, it's quote unquote traumatizing as as a little kid. I was fucking like twelve and I've probably younger. And the friend that my brother that came home and was drunk and throwing up was like I loved him. And um I like brought him into my room as like a little kid and I and I gave him a lecture. It's fucking dumb shit. But I gave him a lecture and I was like, you can't be doing this, man. Like, whatever, whatever. We used to call each other senseis, and we used to, like, play, like, that ninja game. Um, I remember one time we, like, played it outside, whatever. And I was like, you, as a as a sensei, you can't be doing this. And whatever. That was just one instance. And then one time, you know, I saw other people drunk and throwing up. And, like, as a kid, bro, like, I I'm sorry. I don't know why I said bro. As a kid, as a young kid that you you just don't know what's happening, it's like, oh shit, like this is really bad. When in reality, it's not that bad. Like both those situations we joke about as a family now. Anyways. And then I hit high school and I played hockey and I was like, I want to be the best I can possibly be, so I'm not gonna drink. Also, I wasn't cool enough to get invited to parties where people were like boozing and shit. Me and my like me and my buddies, we never drank in high school. I mean, I think two of them did. I got two older buddies. They did one of, but like that was like senior year. And then, you know, we have an end of the year party. Like we lost our game, whatever. And people drank there. But like other than that, and I, and I just didn't do it the whole time. And then I hit college and through that time, I learned something about myself that that I'm that I can do is I can be around it and feed off the energy pretty well and just kind of tear it up and be sober. 
So I presented myself with this goal. So I was like, Henry, see how long you can go. 21's the goal. And um, I'm going to make it unless somebody in the next, what's Friday, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in the next two days holds me down and um, tries to drown me in alcohol. I've I will accomplish my goal of not drinking until I'm 21. Question is presented. Mansky, everybody asks me, are you going to drink when you're 21? Yeah, I'll drink a couple of brews. But I like the way I live now. And I know I can live how I live well, very well. And so I just, I learned I'm not a big drinker. I'm just not. That's something I know. And so, you know, I'll have a couple of brews, be a part of the party, and, and, and just go from there. And that's really about it. I don't know why I gave you guys that breakdown, but that's how I'm feeling going into my 21st birthday. A little bit of a recap. I've learned through this challenge, through this thing, a lot about myself. And honestly, it helps. It helps. Um, not to give you that. I'm not saying, and, and here's the one thing that I'm definitely not saying, is that I feel better than anybody else. I am incredibly so much better than anybody who's ever had any drop of alcohol more than a sip. I'm better than them, okay, because I haven't. Okay, no, that's a joke. That's that's exactly what I'm not saying. Um, what I'm saying is that I, it's it doesn't, it's not something that I need, and therefore, I just don't do it, and uh, that's the way I roll. People need it, and it helps people. And like, if you think about it in a in a lighter manner, if it's not being abused, it's just giving a little bit of liquid courage, then it's healthy. You know. So anybody like the people think like, oh, Mansky's looking down on us, and honestly, like, sometimes I'll look down on myself. I'll be like, dude, just fucking be a part of it, and like, don't make these people feel bad. But then you surround yourself with the right people, and they don't care that I don't drink and and they know that I don't care that they do. And I found those people. And also I found the people that like they just they just kinda know, you know. You know, we'll have a we'll have you know, we'll do a couple of these. Do a couple of clinks. Um at the bars and you know, we'll share a couple of brews, but they just kinda know it's not my thing and, and they, they just they just don't really care, and I got lucky. I definitely got lucky. I've been peer pressured, but not a lot. And also, I'm just good at just saying fuck off. Um, but I've learned a couple things about drunk people. I learned a lot. Because you, I'll give you a night. I'll give you a scenario, Okay. This is one thing that I did like about being sober. I'm being pretty transparent right now. 
something that whatever being pretty transparent to you guys for you're my fans okay and i love you what the fuck um sorry i'll give you a night okay so and this, yeah this is something that i that i it's kind of a bonus um when you're sober so you get to the pregame how whatever time whatever the fuck I'm not going to go into that deep. People are drinking whatever, whatever. And then, you know, you're just tagging along. It, everybody's pretty sober at the pregame. You get a little tipsy, whatever. But I, I can never tell. I'm a very black and white type of guy. I can never really tell if somebody's drunk. or t I can't tell if you're tipsy. I can't. I just can't really. Okay. You got to be pretty drunk for me to be like, oh, he's they're drunk, okay? And you'd think I'd kind of get an idea of it, but I don't know what it feels like, so I'm just kind of oblivious to it all. Um, anyways, so yeah, pregame people get tipsy, whatever. You just you just have good conversations. You have good conversations at the pregames, and then sometimes later in the night. Some really good, the, some of the best conversations I've ever had are with people that are tipsy to drunk because they don't, they're just more comfortable. People are just more comfortable. Uh, um, one of my roommate, well, okay, then I'll, I'll finish up. And then towards the end of the night, you can get, there's people that are drunk and there's people that are fucking plastered. And getting the plastic people home is fun, and you can dick around and slap them and push them and joke with them, and they don't care. And um, not that I just beat the shit out of drunk people. I'm just saying, like, they think it's funny. And that shit that I think is funny, sober, and people just kind of open up that humor when they're drunk. <laughs> as horrible as it sounds, like, like – Publicly, publicly, we'll in the summertime we'll walk. Um, here's what it is, and I'm kind of discovering this now. I know this, but I'm saying it. Here's what it is. My actions, sober, I don't know how I am drunk, it, but, and this is gonna sound kind of fucking dumb. A lot of my actions sober can be like they're drunk. There's been times at bars where I've done what I do, just lived, danced, flailed around. It's mostly dancing. And people have been like, holy shit, Mansky's plastered. But I haven't been. On walks home publicly i will like talk to strangers joke with strangers jump around just dick around and my audience now thinks that's funny when you're walking alone in the middle of the day and you do that shit it's just not funny but now i have a different audience that thinks it's funny and honestly thinks it's acceptable because they're drunk. So 
that's one of the things that I think like is not why I don't drink, but like makes it easy for me to be out because like what they're, they're doing is what I'm doing. They just, it's just the same. It's just more acceptable at that time. Okay. There you go. So that's a typical night. And I can tell and I know who I got to get home and shit like that. And I, and I adore that. Like I like making sure everybody's good, everybody's safe. What was my point? Maybe the conversations, but that's a typical night. Oh, here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. That's what I've learned. I can kind of tell who gets where. I know my friends that get pretty drunk and so I won't pick conversations with them because here are the conversations we'll talk for five minutes and it is the same story same questions same inspirational shit that I heard 30 seconds ago um or they get distracted I have one buddy who who gets severe ADHD when he's drunk and one time he asked me some like personal shit. And then I started telling him the story was pretty long and he just kept looking away and then kind of honestly just walking away. But I don't take that personally because he's drunk. The fuck am I supposed to do? So one of my favorite things, I guess, what I'm trying to say is like having conversations with people that are drunk, but you have to pick the right conversationalists, okay? Two people I know I don't have conversations with when they're drunk, and you can kind of tell when they're sober. They're just not great with conversations. Um, but one of my roommates one time is having some problems. And I didn't live with him yet, but we were at his crib and we were talking. We talked for like three hours, me and my buddy. And he gave me some really good advice and we talked about just life and good shit. And then the next day I was like, dude, like you were on fire, man. You like, you knew what you were saying. You made a lot of sense. Like you helped me out a lot. And he goes, I know that we talked, but I do not remember what I said. And hey, it was to this day one of the best conversations I had, and it helped me a lot with that. It it it, it cured the situation. Well, the situation cured itself, but he he set me up well. Um, but then. You get people that love you and they tell you that a lot and a lot and over and over again. And for me, that's something that <laughs> that I really appreciate, obviously. And one of my favorite things being around drunk people is this is another thing. Um, for me, it's not hard for me to be to tell somebody that I love them what I think about them, how proud of them I am. Um, but for a lot of people, it is. So 
um, being around drunk people, <laughs> you get a lot of that. You get a lot of like, dude, I love you. I, I think you're awesome. I'm glad you're around. Like shit like that. And that, even if they're drunk, we all know the saying, um, drunk words are sober thoughts. And so not to get all like mushy about it, but that that's something that I enjoyed. And like I like to remember that stuff. And it helps and it's reassuring because I, I live in a brain mind that – you know, I, I know who I am and how I am, but I, I worry a lot about what other people think. And then when people have the courage, they get a little liquid courage to tell you that, it feels good. It feels good. And that's one of my favorite things about being sober amongst drunk people. And like I said before, I really like how I live now. And I think I'm going to ride it out for a while. So, because I like how it goes. I like how it goes. And, uh, but yeah, I learned that. I learned that in the 20 years of being completely sober is that people, you get the right people. I've always been surrounded with the right people. Um, I think one or two times I was surrounded with a bad drunk where they get a little physical. Um, And then, you know, you have the, people that get emotional and then you just get the people that just can't they just there's you know they they shut down they'll listen and they'll follow you the kind of the followers um those ones are good i like i like those drunk people to deal with um i want i i've seen criers like super emotional drunk people but like uh it was a girl we were this was in high school actually and (laughs) She was like, it was her, ah, no, it wasn't her house. It was definitely not her house, but she was pretty ripped up. And um, two people were sitting on like a piano stool and it broke. And she walks in the room. She has no connection to this house, this piano stool or the people. She walks in the room, sees that the piano stool broke and starts bawling her eyes out. And I thought that was, and I laughed. I thought that was incredibly funny. And multiple people were like, go check on Claire. Like, make sure everything's okay. And I was like, that's the funniest shit ever. She just witnessed a stool break and then started bawling her eyes out because she, she thought it was her grandma. She thought people were sitting on her grandma and then her grandma just died in front of her. It was a stool, Claire. Mixing up water but anyways that's just that's just it man i don't know if i got too deep i don't know if i told you too much but that's that was my that's my thinking thought process on the two one on the big two one now everybody knows um whatever needed something to talk about right but i'm excited i'm excited we get so fucked up, dude. We get so fucking fucked, dude. I'm not even gonna be able to remember. It's gonna be so fucking cool. That gives me insane anxiety, not knowing what I did. <sighs> That's what the Sunday scaries are, and I even I feel them. I feel them when I fucking, dude. The other day, no, last night, 
I woke up and I was like, and I like sucked my finger and I went back to bed. Like I did a little, like, like put my finger in my mouth. And I, for some reason I remember doing that. I know why it's because the skin on my finger is peeling off. And I don't know, I guess I was like, oh, I need to relieve this pain. So I sucked on my f- fucking finger. And I, and I remember being like, that was fucking weird. That was really weird. And um, I didn't like it. I didn't like thinking if it was a dream or reality. And <laughs> I don't think I can deal with the Sunday scaries. Also, reeling it back to the start, I can't be hungover. I'm the biggest pussy about being sick. There's no, there's no shot I can survive being hungover. There's no way. There's just no way. But anyway, I mean, but hey, whatever, man. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. There's this new. I'm excited. There's this new film coming out. I think it's called Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And it's about this crocodile who he can't talk. He can't talk. But he can sing. But he can fucking sing. And you, you fucking know? You want to hear who plays Lyle Lyle Crocodile? So good you say his name twice. Sean Mendes. Disney, Pixar, Hollywood is ripping a downfall. That is the worst movie pitch I have heard in a while. And the issue I have with it is that it's not a pitch, sir, ma'am, they, them. It made it. It made it. It's going to be a movie in theaters starring Shawn Mendes, who plays a crocodile who can't talk. He can't talk, but he can sing. Now, how they're going to pull off that, how and it stands on two legs the entire time. Has anybody ever seen a crocodile stand on its hind legs? Like it has to go to work at 9 a.m. the next morning. No. Now, here's my thing. I can sing. I love to sing, and I can rip some verses. But you know what I can also do? I can talk. I can talk deep. I can talk high. I can talk shit. And I can sing. Anybody, anything that can sing can talk. Okay? Stop playing this shit. That is the dumbest movie pitch. Take it back, Henry. That's the dumbest movie I've ever heard of. 
and it makes me upset. And 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 Sean Mendez, guess his career's not going great, and I fucking don't like him. I don't. He's he's weird. He's girls love him and they think he's like hot and i just think that he doesn't know how to deal with that so he's you know if you if if a girl got him if a girl got him a really cute girl got him she's like Sean Mendes i got you we're hanging out let's you want you know what do you want to do he would be weird as shit he'd be like fucking Johnny Depp nobody wants to hang out with Johnny Depp nobody does People might find him attractive. He's like Matthew McConaughey, dude. Good look, fucking baller looking guy. I'm not going to sit here and deny that Sean Mendez isn't spicy. He's spicy. I can't sit here and deny that. Not really my type, but anyways, he's probably weird as shit. Matthew McConaughey is weird as shit. He whistles when he talks, and that's fucking dumb. You don't talk like that. So imagine, let's imagine Matthew McConaughey alone with somebody, with a girl. Well, that's, I think he's not gay, so I, I don't know. I don't know about Shawn Mendes. But he dated Camila Cabeba, so he's not gay. I have, I don't know if Shawn Mendes is gay. Do I care if he's gay or not? No, I don't fucking care. But Sean, dude, if you are, you got to let us know. You got to let the people know. And I think we know best. For I think we know you the best. Sean, I, well, Sean, I think you're gay. That's neither here nor there. I just think I just think he's a weird guy. And I'm not a fan of him. I think he's weird. I think like reel it back, Henry. We put him in this situation where he's alone with a girl. I think he fumbles. Not in a f- way where he like doesn't hook up with her. I think in a way where he's just fucking weird. She's like, hey, Sean, let's let's watch a flick. And he'd throw on fucking Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange. You know? Or like his, or he would throw on Lyle Lyle Crocodile. That's what he'd do. He would throw on Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And then once the alligator's saying, I'm a crocodile. Sean Mendes would be like, Look at the girl and go, I'm a crocodile. And not break eye contact. He would not break eye contact. And he, in his brain, he's like, she's fucking. She's fucking. I, I got it. I'm balling right now. I'm about to kiss this girl. But in her brain, she's like, what the fuck? just happened what did I get myself into where are my keys I want to leave so my issue here with Lyle Crocodile 
maybe my issue with it is Sean Mendes. I don't like Sean Mendes. Because I don't like when people lie to me. And I don't like when people are weird. I don't. You can be weird. You can be weird. But you can't be fucking weird. You know what I mean? But anyways. Lila Crocodile, I think it's coming out soon. Maybe I'll give you a review. Probably not. Probably not. I probably won't give you a review. But this world is its crazy shit, man. In the movie industry, it's going down the toilet. It's going to shit. I've heard pitches before. I've heard of the new movies. And they're shit. Top Gun Maverick was the best thing to happen. And you know what that was? was a fucking sequel. It's sequels, prequels, and shitquels. And I'm not here for it. But I hear the TV's not bad. I hear there are TV series that aren't bad. So maybe I'll start watching that shit. But hey. That's been Back Home with Henry Mansky. Episode 69. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. And you probably didn't. Because you know what I did 95% of it? I talked about myself. Maybe that's why I have the podcast. But I hope it's not. Top five. I got to do top five real quick. Top five. This is also brought to you by my roommate, Michael Helm. Okay? He's the one that gave me this idea. And so we're going to do top five. Let me just think of something real quick. But it's from my roommate. He gave me this idea. I'm going top five. I'm going top five celebrities. My top five celebrities right now. Okay. Okay. Here we go. These include TikTok stars. People on TikTok. Okay. I got my number. I got my first two. Need the rest. I should probably throw a female in there. Let me think. Okay. I think I got my female. I think I got my top three now. Let me think. My female. Let's get some racial diversity in there. Okay. 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 I think I got my top four. Who's my number? Who's going to be my number five? Who's going to be my number five? Number five, should we throw another TikTok guy in there? I don't know, Henry, I don't know. Should we throw another TikTok guy in there? Think, Henry, think. Come on, top five, top five, top five. All right, I got, I got enough. Coming in at number five. I got five, I got four. Let's get a black guy in there. Come on, you gotta get a black guy in there. Okay, okay. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. And this is not because. Don't think too. No, number five, Sydney Sweeney. Number five is Sydney Sweeney. Um, I've been a big fan of Sydney Sweeney lately. Um, yeah, you know. 
and I take it back immediately. I haven't been. I haven't been. I just think she's pretty. Some redact Sydney Sweeney. Also, she got in trouble because her family's fucking racist. Are they, though? Yes. They, the Blue Lives Matter is what they're saying. We're going to take Sydney Sweeney out. Sydney Sweeney, you're fucking gone. I need a girl. I need a woman, though. I'm not. Serena Williams? She's fine. I just hate cocky people. Even if you're the best to ever do it. I just hate cocky people. I also don't consume a lot of... Careful. I don't... Come on, let's think. A woman, Henry. A woman. There's got to be a woman, right, that I'm a fan of? Recently? God, give me a sec. Let me think. Scarlett Johansson. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Scarjaw. Scarlett Johansson. Can't go wrong with her. You simply cannot, and I won't go wrong with Scarlett Johansson. Boom. Number five. Number four. Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart. Um, I like him. I think he's funny. He's a little bit cocky, but I like him. He's short and he's jacked, and I think he's I think he's funny as shit. Those are my first two. We got Scarlett Johansson, Kevin Hart. Okay. Excuse me. There's a. Oh, oh no! I got him! I got him! I got him! There's this guy on TikTok. I fucking love love him. He he does the sound, um, like the Papa some Papa John sound. Uh, uh, uh Papa. John's better pizza memes. He does this on. That guy. His name is Tony Stadovic. E. Tony. Tony. I fucking love Tony. I think he's incredibly funny. He's on TikTok. His TikTok is Tony Statovki. Tony, S-T-A-T-O-V-C-I. Give him a give him a look. He's he's fucking a blast. And then Bobby Lee, he's a comedian. We have the same birthday. He's baller as shit. He's funny as shit. And then my number one celebrity um, is Tom Hardy. Um, he's sexy. His traps are the size of my legs, and he is just he's just cool. I really like Tom Hardy, and he's not that tall. And uh, I'm not that tall. But that's okay. We're learning. But uh, those are my top five. So, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Kevin Hart, Tony Stakatata, Bobby Lee, and Tom Hardy. Those are my people right now. I love Scarlett Johansson. I am in love with her. And that's hard because she lives in LA and I live in Milwaukee and she's married but hey that's been episode um, 59, uh, 69 of Back Home with Henry Mansky thank you guys for listening I love you